0: Welcome to the September. I had to be reminded that it was September. That's the stage we're at right now. September 14th edition of the PFF forecast. This is why I have Eric here to help me out. Um, I'm George. I'm joined by Eric. We're going to talk about week two. We're going to pick our lock of the week. Finally, the season is upon us. Um, Week one lock of the week was the biggest uh, lock of all locks. Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. Can we beat that? We will have to find out. Let's rock. start uh the podcast here just by saying that there is some news um and there are many members of the printing press that are notably curious concerned interested wondering if you and I uh you know will we persist what is going to happen how will we print uh, for all of members of the press and um you know just to say uh things are still being figured out but We care about our listeners, we care about the printing press, and all of you should know that um, that is going to be something we're going to make sure uh, is able to continue in one way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, um, at least for the next few episodes, it'll be the two of us, but, uh, and look, I couldn't go out on a Patrick Mahomes over (laughs) that hit in the, basically hit in the first quarter. Um, I'll at least have to lose one here before I, I take off uh, to uh, different pastures. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, fun to chat. We haven't. Uh, it's been it's been an interesting few days. Uh, you know, exciting few days. But uh, I'm excited to talk week two. We don't have as many edges in college football, so I have to look to the trusty NFL oh, no. uh, to get us to uh, the finish line. Just a recap. So college green line was up against close about seven and a half units. NFL was down two units. Um, So if you have been betting with NCAA and NFL green line, um, I believe you're up like eight or nine units on the year against closing line, which is pretty freaking good. Um, So let's see if we can, we can get this thing to continue.
0: Yeah. And, and we, um, I felt did a nice job of identifying not to pat myself on the back or you on the back or us on the back, but you know, if you're betting kind of, blindly with the model there are some things that sometimes you you hold your nose um you know here goes the cold water kind of situation like we had the jets like our model had the jets that was not something that i don't know if you bet personally i did not bet personally um you know so there's we record we we talk about strictly what the model does part of the benefit of this podcast is that we kind of like sit there and go like which are our favorites you know of of the group and hopefully Hopefully that adds value. That's why that's why there's esteemed members of the press here with us. And I am confident that we'll figure some out. I I do – I want to say this. Tomorrow night, Chargers-Chiefs. What is the chance that we are about to watch the best game of the season tomorrow or if you're listening to this, potentially today?
1: It's a good chance. I, so far this year, there aren't that many to pick from, right? I mean, we had a good game. No. Um I'm trying to think. Like all three primetime games were were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you could say Seattle Denver was compelling but not good. You know, um, Pittsburgh Cincinnati was compelling, not good. Tennis uh, uh, Houston versus Indianapolis was compelling but not good. Um, other barn burners, I guess. And again, like when the Giants beat the Titans, that was a close game. It wasn't a good game. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I think we're in that role. So. Chances are good we're gonna. I mean, if 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 it's basically the chance that it's a good game is the chance that it's a good game for this season so far, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I, I'm I'm talking I understand what you're coming at. I'm saying like the chances that looking back on this season, the best game that we will have seen is Chargers Chiefs. Now that's a bold claim because it's week two. A lot of games left to go, but both teams are relatively healthy. I guess the Chargers don't have Keenan Allen here so that's definitely a blow but I mean certainly the best game most anticipated game I would say um of of the games this season but it has a sneaky feeling to me remember that Chiefs Rams game from a few years back that was was a Monday night game yeah it was crazy it it was just insane like maybe it's not this Chargers Chiefs game but if you had to pick a matchup to deliver that kind of thrill like it's going to be, it's going to be chargers chiefs. And with, um with Al Michaels making his first Amazon call, like maybe, maybe it happens um, spread right now, Kansas city minus four. Obviously when we talked about it on Sunday night, where we guess the lines and I encourage you, if you're new listening to this podcast, join us on Sunday live after the games happen, we guess all the lines it has now moved to Kansas city minus four. Um, do you have a, a feeling on the spread or money line or the under of 54.
1: Yeah, apparently there's some trend out there that Thursday night football unders when the total is over such and such is are, are undefeated. Um that seems really stupid. Uh a, a stupid reason to bet under here, although our model does like under. I think that's a good a good reason. Last year when they faced in Kansas City in week 3, uh Chiefs were 6 point favorites, that game landed on 54. It was 54 and a half on close. Um the other game between them was on Thursday night and that looked under the whole game. And then Patrick Mahomes came from behind. I think if it's a game that if the chiefs control the game, like they did against Arizona, it'll go under. Um, I think if, if the chargers get a lead, the game's going over because Pat's, you know, they might, Pat and I might win the game, but Pat's going to, you know, fire. and And we've really only seen maybe one or two games in his career where they trailed and he didn't, at least mount some sort of comeback to make the game go over the Super Bowl being won last year, Tennessee, where they lost I oh, was twenty seven three or thirty four three was another one. so that's I-, I think the handicap now this number opened three uh, in May. it got out to three and a half a couple weeks ago. I took the chargers at three and a half a couple weeks ago to show the the printing press uh, prag- pragmatism mm-hmm. frankly um, but I found myself today laying like. Minus two a hundred with the Chiefs. I just like to kind of basically buy off of this because I think that the injuries for the Chargers are debilitating. And I know that the Chiefs injuries aren't great, but they're I think on balance it hurts the Chargers a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Keenan Allen being out, I think, is a reason that you could think about the under. There's no doubt about it. Um, I don't I'm not here to bet minus four um on the Chiefs. I, I actually think if you're betting the spread like the only sharp play is to bet chargers plus plus four like getting across three i mean that going to be i think what you would expect to be a competitive game but honestly i'm looking to the prop market here and we have to talk about patrick mahomes and the fact that look is there we're gonna have to over two and a half passing touchdowns has to be beaten like we have to come up with lock of the week that is better than yeah, that? i think
1: i think the i think what we should do is a standing lock of the week is mahomes mm. over two and a half mm. until it gets to like minus 120 and then we'll obviously we'll turn it off mahomes is a standing lock of the week right okay. um so, so- let's, let's just have that throw that out there but that's too easy the printing press folks um you know uh they they deserve two locks of the week if we're gonna have one just gimme like mahomes
0: that's fair that's fair Um, okay. So there's a couple other crops that I like. Um, one of them is Austin Eckler under four and a half receptions. Um, one of the reasons that I like Austin Eckler under four and a half receptions, in addition to the model liking it is we saw them rotate a lot of backs in week one. I think there is a desire to keep him fresh. Um, there's no doubt about it now without Keenan Allen, will they look to him more potentially, but you know, they're also an underdog. Um, and so I could see, you know, I could see them wanting to use Eckler as a runner, but potentially sparing him a little bit with um, you know, in in the passing game. So that's, I mean, generally you think of Austin Eckler as a as a receiving threat. Um, but that's one that our model likes. And then the other one that I'll throw out to you, Eric, and I know you've you've studied this, so I'm curious um how much you like this one, which is Mahomes under half an interception. Um, you know, he... It had one really just one bad throw in in week one but overall was pretty spot he gave on. it a
1: minus 10 that's how the math worked
0: <laughs> that's out that's there. how it worked out that's it we're not we're not talking about that here we're on to week two um we're on to week two go listen to sam and steve's podcast to hear the the grading nooks and crannies the nfl podcast or tune into it's just football um we're here to bet on the future I, are there any other props that that you um like in this game. Cause obviously people are seeing this on Thursday looking to get some skin down for yeah, yeah. Thursday. They're, night.
1: they're looking to uh at, yeah, and the props Sunday are kind of limited. Um yeah, lip, uh you know, when I look at, you know, McCole Hardman, for example, under three and a half receptions at minus one thirteen, to me, that's one where um I think that the Chiefs want to move on from Hardman. Um they got great effort from Juju except for the fumble MVS caught all four of his targets and Sky Moore caught one for 30 Hardman continues to kind of like lay up on balls that are kind of oh, catchable um that kind of thing so I- I'll take Hardman under three and a half catches um uh, I think my sicko play of the night is going to be hmm. Herbert under one and a half pass touchdowns at plus 160 um just like the Geno Smith no interception prop like that one you just you just you pray, you pray it away, but um, that's one that I like as well. I think that your play on Eckler is correct, but I do think that that's going to mean that they're going to want uh, to put, you know, you're know, going to want to run the football near the goal line, right? And um, that, coupled with the fact that the Chiefs were actually pretty damn good defensively a- on Sunday, and and I think it's going to be um, a situation where Herbert's going to have fewer touchdowns than we imagine.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a that's definitely a single play of the week i mean you're going to anger like like 95 percent of the football community but that's sometimes what you have to do like if you're going to be in a, a real member of the press i feel like you've got to do that every once in a while by the way if you are looking um to get more of this good good stuff on player props and um game lines as well go to pff.com or i encourage you to do this download the PFF app, which we now have. Go search PFF on the Apple App Store. If you're in the US and you will get coming soon uh, all of the props, but right now, all props associated with any mismatch that we have. You can go find all of the mismatches for each of the games um, that we have. Those are model driven and then curated with expert analysis. So you get the very best of PFF. Plus, of course, all our fantasy tools includes the wide receiver cornerback mismatch chart, which you can find at on pff.com and our rankings and start sit tool, which you can find on the PFF app. So go get that immediately. Also, if you are going to be placing some bets and you haven't taken advantage of the DraftKings offer yet, you, you should. Use promo code PFF when you sign up, bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantaneously. And then you can place all of those free bets on all the player props that we just talked about about and profit download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now use promo code PFF get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game anyone code PFF only DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply see the description for details we don't no longer have to read that uh that garbage let's move on to the Sunday slate and we're going to try and identify a non-Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdown Lock of the week. I will let you, sir, begin. Where would you like to go?
1: Okay. Um, I, we liked this the other day. Um, I do think the Arizona Cardinals getting five and a half in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, you look at those two teams, it, Like that number was right around two and a half, three uh, before the season. The question becomes, like, what happened last week? I know Arizona got blown out. And Las Vegas just lost a close game. But, like, what last week made this move two points towards Las Vegas? I, I – it's not – I'm not I, – I don't get it. That's kind of my point. I don't get it. I know Arizona's on the road, but they're playing pretty close uh, to to where they live. And, uh, you know, it's not like Derek Carr is some – you know, some – Great quarter. Yeah, I think the quarterback play is equal, if not, mm-hmm. if not a, maybe a little shaded towards Arizona. I don't know. And is Josh McDaniels a good coach?
0: <laughs> it's interesting because I think the narrative here is less to do with the Raiders, certainly, and all to do with the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals are looked really, really bad at home. I mean, the, their performance at home is what you'd expect them, like on the road in the playoffs, to do. They could not cover anybody. They could not move the ball at all against Kansas City, and that was at home. Now, I like where you're at here because you're picking, you know, a team that people are overreacting to from Week One against a really good opponent. Now, the the interesting thing here is obviously for the Raiders, this game matters maybe more so than the Cardinals because if you go 0 2 in the AFC, you can kiss this shit goodbye, right? But. Six points, like winning by six points when you have the Raiders defense, I think is a little generous. They have maybe not as bad of a defensive backfield as the Arizona Cardinals do, but it's damn close. I mean, it is damn close. And yes, they have good pass rushers in Mason Crosby and in um, Chandler Jones, but you know they're just not going to cover anyone particularly well. And Kyler Murray obviously has some elusiveness. Um, and they were embarrassed you know the, the Raiders lost were they embarrassed I wouldn't say so so um I like that quite a bit I don't think that you know the Cardinals you look at their defense it's like they don't have a single player that's graded over 65 aside from Dexter Lawrence on the interior so um or sorry Rashard Lawrence on the interior I'm losing my mind here um that's not good so um you're picking a really stinky one let me take you to um a different place by the way
1: by the yeah. way this one if you get first half it's plus three minus 105 which mm. i actually think is probably a better bet than full game plus five and a half
0: i i kind of tend to agree with you um okay i'd like to go uh here which is okay this is this is going to be a, a challenge but but bear with me here the chicago bears are going to green bay to play the green bay packers The total is 42 and a half. It is supposed to be, I guess, 71 chance of light rain. It's on Sunday night. I think everyone here is assuming that the Aaron Rodgers led um, offense is going to be stifled in and by its own lack of ability. And I want to bet against that in every Sorry. way that Sorry.
1: I can. Sorry, the, the clacking you're hearing is me making this actual bet while it's happening, <laughs> um, while you're talking. So I actually am seeing a 42 on my offshore. Mm. So we'll go with that. Um, I mean, the, there we go.
0: So here's, you know, here's something, stamp, Rob. Don't worry. here's something to think about with this bet. You may think to yourself oh man, Aaron Rodgers in the passing game looked awful. Let me remind you that Christian Watson cooked Patrick Peterson like a Thanksgiving that was a, turkey. That
1: was a, cook, that was a cookage. Yeah,
0: and dropped the ball. What do we know? Drops are unstable. Here's the other thing to think about. The Chicago Bears defense stinks. They held the 49ers, not by virtue of their defense being amazing, but by awesome. virtue of the fact that they were playing in a slip and slide and facing Justin Fields. or uh, sorry, uh. Uh, facing Trey Lance. I get a you know, Freudian slip there. So, um, I, I like this quite a bit. And with a spread of 10 and a team like the bears who are going to obviously fight and Justin Fields, who's kind of always going to, I think this year be a guy that, that scores you a couple touchdowns late with his legs or just by airing it out. Um, so I'm going to offer over 42, 42 and a half hackers bears. Where would like you like that.
1: to go like next? that? Okay. Um, This one's been bet down. I'm not, you know, I I like that. I've been on a few shows and I've kind of said, hey, why don't you think about Seattle? Let's get away. I don't want Mm. to cause a division between us. So I'm going to go to the New York, (laughs) the New York football giants laying to, like I said, you and I have been friends since I said this on the air twice today. You and I have been friends since 2017. This is the first time in our friendship that the Giants possessed a winning record. This is the first time I, in this great show, a show many lauded yesterday as one of the best in the history of the world. I, I'm i just saying.
0: There's no um, real debate there. No.
1: Uh, and um, this is the first time. And I think the Giants cap, like, look, the Panthers suck, man. Like, I, they have a decent defense, but they also were had by Jacoby Brissett last week. Um, Pass rush isn't nearly as good as I thought, although I, I got to look at the stats that when I was watching the game. It certainly didn't pop out at me the way that I thought it would. And you look at the Giants, like, the Giants have, you know, they were using Saquon well. Um, You know, the wide receivers are meh, but I think at the line of scrimmage, they're better than Panthers, especially, uh, frankly, on both sides. Um, So, I'll lay the two with the Giants. Uh, Although, again, that's a good teaser leg because, again, like, you know, if, the char- if either one of these two teams wins the game by more than a score, you charge it to the game, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but I'll take the Giants minus two.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, I can get on board with that for, with the one exception that the Giants are – everyone is telling them that they're 1-0 for the first time, and they're 1-0 for the first time for a reason. Daniel Jones threw one of the worst end zone – passes i've seen (laughs) in my lauded history of watching football um and the panthers you know did make a spunky recovery um against the browns even though they ultimately lost so i I, you know well i i really do like the teaser leg um and would be looking for some other teaser legs and one that i might point out there's a couple that excuse me that i like the one that I think sticks out the most to me though is the New Orleans Saints plus eight and a half at home against Tom Brady and the Bucks.
1: Total now, on that game is, total on that game is really low for a Tampa Bay game, 44. Yeah. Um, why do you think that is? It's because, I mean the people like we all gravitate to these things, right? Like the first game between uh Saints last year went well over the total. And then mm-hmm. the second one went nine, nothing, right. A couple mm-hmm. they were the 38, three game. And then the, the, um, the week one of the previous season, it was like what 34, 23 or something like that. Maybe a little mm-hmm. lower than that, but like, we remember the games where the saints shut down the bucks. We also remember, and again, this is a, a very interesting thing. Like Tom Brady this week threw you know, basically just a fraction of the passes he would throw in a game last year, only 212 yards. Like, they leaned into the Leonard Fournette stuff. And, and frankly, like, Leonard Fournette, you know, eh, look, if, if anybody has shown the relative instability of, like, what uh, weight, right? Leonard Fournette comes into camp, like, 310 pounds was the report, right? And loses all that weight. And he looked freaking spry on Monday. Mm-hmm. But to all that point, like, I don't know if over is going to be is going to be the play. And so, you know, if that's the case, it's harder for the road team, the Bucs, to win by more than two and a half. I, I don't know. It's very interesting, right?
0: Yeah, it is. And certainly I think this has to do with the history um, of the Saints and the Bucs, which is well-known. And obviously they the Bucs won the, the playoff game, but in the regular season, it has not been solid. I also think this is a little bit about just Tampa Bay and, and their offense. I mean, Mike, Michael Thomas looked really good. Chris Olave looked fine. James Winston looked fine. Um, So like, I don't know. I think they can keep this close kind of regardless. Is that too ridiculous to say, but I I think, you know, the saints had to come back against the Falcons and everyone comes back against the Falcons, but they, they they played well. I mean, James Winston had a um, about an 80 PFF grade, um, made some really nice throws. they They clearly have offensive players on the receiving core that that can make some moves here. So, um I, I don't know. I, th- I think it's worth thinking about. I also would say that over um, is worth thinking about as well. Um, let me go to a- another over that I um, tend to like as well. And this is on Monday night, and this is Titan's bills. So, we talked about this um, from a spread perspective. We liked Buffalo nine and a half. This has actually moved uh, um, towards uh, Buffalo here um, and it was all the way out to to ten and a half. It's now at ten. Um, so just you know helping you feed your family with a little bit of closing line value. But I actually look at the over and you know, there's a couple things that that I like about this. It's moving, you know downward. It opened at forty nine and a half. It's now down to forty eight and i just i really don't believe that the bills are going to take their foot off the gas against anybody I, to me that's just not something that they're doing this season and you know if you look at what the bills have um from an offensive perspective that means they can put up 50 on anybody this is their home opener and here's the thing for the titans they blew a 13 point lead so they are going to come out and be hot and be trying to keep this competitive they beat the bills last year in a game where the bills were heavily favored Um, so I definitely like, uh, the over here between Ryan Tannehill and Josh Allen.
1: Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I mean, it's gotta be crazy. This has gotta be the first time without a quarterback injury that like a one seed from the previous year was a 10 point underdog the next, Mm. the next season, week two, right? Like yeah, absurd, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it really is surprising. I think it says a lot about remember we, we mentioned this last year about how the Titans were a good bet to get the one seed about halfway through the season. And a big reason for that was their strength of schedule it was the easiest or second easiest strength of schedule in, in the entire uh, NFL. And that helped propel them to that point. Um, and it's interesting. They've definite, they're similar in my opinion to the Cowboys and that they've lost, you know, Good players and you're just not going to be a better team with with the, the loss of good players but i don't know it's it's interesting because i think this was similar to the handicap that we had titans bills last year where it was like hey the bills are just a better team um but the titans matched up with them well they obviously have jeffrey simmons down there in the middle um who's a who's a complete game wrecker um and uh you know right handhill did great well Week one, so that's why I lean over now forty-eight as opposed to betting uh, the spread here on Monday night, which is now up to 210
1: Yeah, yeah, that's um, hmm, yeah, I, 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 I'm a little worried, but, but yeah, I'll. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: We keep going. We keep going. What do you want to go to next?
1: All right, last uh, well, last one for me because it is a it is a bad slate, and like I, I do want to discuss this. Um, I gave this one out on TikTok today. PFF. Oh,
0: look at you. Uh,
1: part of it, at least. We talked about Minnesota plus three when we were talking on on Sunday night. I said, mm-hmm. I see it at minus 110 on a PPH, and I see it at minus 120-something on Pinnacle. Bet Vikings plus three, you're not going to get it for that long. And it got all the way to Philadelphia minus one and a half. Um, I have come back then and taken some Philly money lines, so that's kind of the position I have. Um, I do think that if I were to bet this game more, I would take Philadelphia minus two against Minnesota, even though I, Minnesota plus three was good, right? Like, so, um, that that's what I'm seeing this week. I also think 50 and a half is a little too high. I think it's overreacting to the Eagles Detroit game, um, which mm-hmm. was, you know, kind of, yeah, it was a high scoring game, but, um, Jared Goff's house. So. Uh, I, I like I like Eagles and under in the in the second Monday night game Monday.
0: The under I like because it's so unintuitive, right? You go, what were the big storylines of week one? And the big storylines of week one were the Eagles scored 38 points and to your point, looked like, you know, world beaters because they beat the um the off-season Super Bowl champion Detroit Lions. The Bonton. Yeah. But the the, the second, maybe second biggest story was like the Minnesota Vikings. Jared, uh, oh my God, Justin Jefferson was wide open. I almost said Jared because of Jared Goff. Justin Jefferson didn't have a defensive player within like 10 yards of him at the catch point on any play. Now, Darius Slay, James Bradbury, both good. I don't think that that's going to happen in this game. I think they're going to make Adam Phelan and Herb Smith beat them. And, you know, that to me is the right way to play it. That plays to the under. But you look at the other side of the ball. What what happened with the Eagles? The Eagles nuked the Detroit Lions with A.J. Brown. So, you know, teams are smart. They're going to look at those things. I think as a result, both teams ultimately want to run the football. So um, I I like where your head is at there uh, with the under. I'll go one more, okay? And the reason I I will go one more is that I do want to talk about the San Francisco 49ers being an eight and a half point favorite to the Seattle Seahawks.
1: And you're, you're making the case to bet it even further down.
0: I mean, look, I get that it was sloppy in Chicago. I get that. There were some nice plays that Trey Lance made. And I totally understand the fact that the Niners were embarrassed in a game that they were a big favorite and the Seahawks are coming off of a Monday night on short rest, emotional win. So those things, the spot here is amazing for San Francisco. I'm not doubting that. All of those things said, doesn't it feel a little rich to make Trey Lance an eight and a half point favorite now? I mean, don't you have to see it from him first?
1: Yeah, you do. The Niners have scored ten or more, ten or fewer points in just two of their last forty five games as a franchise. Both were started by Trey Lance, who has three career starts. Um, it's rough. Uh, I want to think that the Niners are gonna be able to do it, but there's no evidence to suggest that Shanahan can make Trey Lance successful. Now, Seattle, Seattle ran a great game plan in the first half and i fear that that those are all the good plays they have because the second half no first no no touchdowns no field goals i did they cross the 50 in the second half george the the seahawks
0: it wasn't pretty in the second half let's put it that way. and
1: the defense gave up a shit ton of yards and and was extremely soft kind of at the line of scrimmage where that's the one place where the niners have a prayer of winning at an elite level right now now they don't have kittle probably so that hurts that so that's where I get worried, right is like is teams like San Francisco, when they get ahead, they can really push leads because they can run the football really well, and the Seattle Seahawks, I think are 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 a gashable defense they give up a shit ton to, to Denver, and denver had Denver didn't have a clue in that game about anything denver Denver, if they won that game, it'd be by accident, mm-hmm. right, yeah, and literally because so,
0: they fumbled everywhere
1: yeah, and they and they just and they. They laid up for a field goal down four. They laid up for a field goal down one from fu- from freaking Vancouver. And mm-hmm. I I like so anyway. I don't think the Seahawks are any good, and I think they ran out of the Geno Smith plays last week. Is kind of where I'm where okay. I'm at. Um, so, so can I so interest you? Can I propose can I, something? Please tease. I want to tease the Niners from eight and a half to two mm. and a half. Mm. I want to tease the Saints, which I got from you, from two and a half to eight and a half, mm. and I want and I want to consider that as a lock.
0: Okay. I like I like where your head is at, and honestly, it's been it's been too long since, since we, we had we, it. since we teased. Since I have this team, uh,
1: I have this PPH that gives me one ten teasers. I before the numbers changed, I put a massive amount on a Carolina plus eight and a half. Washington plus eight mm. and a half teaser. Oh, wow. Because I'm, I Washington. was saying, look, if Detroit or, if Detroit or, uh, care, or sorry, New York Giants win a game by, by two scores or more, you charge it to the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's not your fault.
0: I like that phrase that you've, you've come up with. Um, by the way, a, a game that, we chatted about on Sunday night, um, Jaguars Colts, Jaguars plus four at home. Not one that our model likes, but um, one that I will certainly be thinking about and considering. Um, you know, both of us are playing in the Circa Millions contest, and you know, you've got to pick five games there, and obviously, their spreads are uh, they come out at a certain time every week i think it's actually they should be out now right so you kind of have to make those decisions based on those spreads that'll be one that i'll be thinking about overall this is a in my opinion a very challenging week from like a circa contest or any time you have to pick a certain number of games um against a spread where you can't just pick one or two that you like and you can't pick any unders um or overs either right. like some stinky ones man like i you know, I, that's why I think I'll end up looking at Jags plus four. Um, maybe something like, uh, you know, maybe even something Dolphins like Philly. Dolphins plus three and a half, man. Yeah. The one
1: mm-hmm. where, like, you look at the Ravens. And again, we're we're just musing here, right? A contest. That, the other thing about contests is, you know, the game theory is not trivial. Do you go mm-hmm. with the, do you go with the game? that has a lot of closing line value. So if you did, would you have taken Philly minus four yesterday or last <laughs> week? Um, that kind of thing. Um, but like in contests, you don't necessarily just bet your edges, especially if you're people like me and George, where your model is literally being you know shown to the world. Um, Miami against a Baltimore team that's lost two left tackles already. Who's lost, you know, uh, some, you know, key pieces so far. That's not a bad one. Mm-hmm. i would say if you're in that contest so
0: it, it's it's a really good point i think from my perspective and i'm clear curious how you think about this early in the season is there value in thinking through what your opponents might be doing and you know i'll give you an example of where i did do that last week i was pretty confident that I try and guess who the consensus picks are going to be. I was pretty confident in both Ravens and, um, and Eagles. So, you know, I steered against both the Ravens and the jets, honestly, our model, like the jets. I was just like, you know what? I don't want to fight that battle. Right. I don't need to be right against the consensus right now. I'm not, you know, I'm not in the dying weeks of the season. Um, But I also am not going to go against my model, you know, for that reason. And then, on the the Eagles uh, Lions one, you know, it was another one where I was like, I'm just going to stay away here. You know, um, I think ultimately, I like the Lions, I have I had to pick them contests, I do. And I did take the Lions because I was forced to pick one side of them. But do you are you actively thinking about who might be a popular choice in those contests? And then how does that, if so, influence what you end up taking?
1: We do. I mean, we do think of them, I know that I know that uh, there was the one game right where the Packers, sorry, with the Vikings were favored by seven against Green Bay, coming off of that Rogers knee injury, mm-hmm. in eighteen, right? And then the game closes minus one, and it's like everybody knows the game is going to close minus one. Do you take minus seven in case the variance happens? You pick up a game on everybody. Like those are those are situations where I think it's interesting, right? Where um, same thing with the Survivor competition, you t- you have to take a team with future value, meaning you have to take a team that. You might not use later, but also not everybody else is going to use at the same time mm. as you, right? So mm. it's that kind of thing where you think about where the market is. So, for example, like you have, like you have to determine like where are these games going to go, and and usually it's a pretty big random walk. But I can tell you, there's a big group that bets the, the Philadelphia near close every single week, and that's why when you saw, for example, the divisional round last year in the playoff, or sorry, the wild card round, the Bucks went from plus nine and a half the plus seven on game day, right? That team mm. bet them all the way to a key number. Um, last week, Detroit, that game opened four, got to three and a half at times, closed at like six, right? There are people who love the Eagles, bet the Eagles, and they're a different group than the one that bet the Vikings earlier this week. So, mm. or groups. So that's something to know. So if 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 the contests give you Philly minus two or or, or better, if you think it's going to close three, right? You know, take it. But you got to know, that everybody else is thinking the same thing you are, right? So if you like the Vikings, it might be worthwhile to take them on a bad number because you know that the rest of the, you know, so it's a bunch of different like, ga- like game theory type things where you have to guess where the line movement is going to go, which is basically just picking the right side of the game. And then, uh, you know, where, what do you think other people are going to think and and so on. And that's where, you know, frankly, some of the sports betting content in this space is actually valuable um, because I think like, a lot of these shows talk about the same game all week. And it's like, well, why hasn't the number moved?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're, their syndicates haven't bet yet. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's the thing. Um, once their syndicate starts trading rookie cards for, uh, for, uh, picks, you know, that's when the lines really, really start to move. I call um,
1: it turning picks. but mm,
0: yeah. mm, I like that. Um, by the way, I, I, uh, Heard through the grapevine, uh, this week that it was really an incredible week for our friend Simon Hunter. Um, just a banner week, and oh, really? Like yeah ba- Like banner. Good, good, good. And the reason that I know that is because no one lost more this off season. And one thing that we know about Simon Hunter is he does not lose two weeks in a row.
1: Oh, I see. So, the, so the I'm just two using week, reasoning. Two week rolling average for Simon Hunter is always positive, and so. You yeah. knew that this week, by definition, I had to be very positive.
0: It's like the zigzag theory of gambling. Love. Yeah. Um, by the way, that means that I'm due for positive regression on my video feed the next time that we talk. I'm here in a um, hotel room in, in uh, New York City. By the way, I'm going to get to see our friend, um, member of the printing press, uh, Brad Spielberger, tomorrow. Um, and maybe we'll watch Chargers Chiefs together. What is your plan for Chargers Chiefs? Because... I mean, look, No, there are a few people in this world that love football as much as you do. And there's no one in this world that loves the Chiefs more than you do. So, like, may God help whoever you're partaking in this game with. So
1: last time I watched the Chiefs Chargers was Thursday night. I watched it at my house and they won. And they've lost the other times I've watched against the Chargers at the office. So, mm. um, I am staying home tomorrow. Smart. I might invite some, I might invite some people over. Oh, but. But I'm staying – but people generally don't come out to Lebanon. It's a ways away from downtown.
0: Yeah, you got to um, go through the Mediterranean. It's – deal with terrorists. It's kind of tough. Right.
1: Um, so anyway, so I'll be watching it by myself. I, I will assuredly, when MVS gets behind Derwin James' 15-10-5 touchdown, mm-hmm. um, and I yell, my wife is certainly not going to get angry at me the way she did last year.
0: No, of course not. Um, Steph's an absolute saint. Thanks. Um. You know what I'm gonna do right now? I'm gonna go make a bet on the game tomorrow on uh, on Chargers uh, Chiefs. I'm I'm gonna go to Brothrow because I've been Nizing. using I've been using our friends at Brothrow. So Brothrow is a peer to peer wagering platform. It's not even betting; it's just a community thing. It's so I I did it last week, and I was skeptical because I was like, the way they do it is you connect your Venmo or your Cash App or whatever, and I'm like. These people are gonna pay me, but like they did, and um I want some money, so I'm gonna keep doing it this week. They also I was only allowed to bet a certain amount. They they have you like limited until you've made a certain number of bets. I was able through sources to get my limit removed, so now all all uh you know uh, holds are off at this point. The only thing that I will say, and it's very easy to use. You can bet over. Uh, under spread and money line, and if you don't see a bet that you like, you can actually like put a bet out there and see if someone will take it. No player props yet, so I have to take you know a spread, total, or money line. I think. Don't get mad at me, but I think I'm leaning, leaning, towards taking Chargers plus four because I, I kind of have to bet on this game in some way, shape, right. or form. Uh, under is a good bet. You like that? Okay. But By the way, I mean,
1: you could bet San Diego if you wanted. Okay.
0: That's fair. Love- um.
1: I call teams by the cities they were in when they last won a division title.
0: Yeah, or just by the coolest cities that they've ever been a part of. Um, both are both are totally fair. But if you want to bet on Brothrow, like if you're in a state that doesn't have betting, this is like super easy to use. Also, under 54 has my attention. Um, but go to go to brothrow.com slash PFF because you can't sign up unless you have an invite code. Um, and that is our invite code. If you do that, you will be able to sign up, um, like I said, it's easy. I've, I've used it, and and it's legal everywhere, and there's no big. So you know, you bet ten dollars, you win ten dollars. Brother.com/slash/pff. Also, uh, before we pick our lock of the week, symbol s i m b u uh, l l. Download the mobile app on iOS. You search it by searching symbol, and what it is is it's a uh, sports betting meets um, stock market combination. So you buy stock in the teams that you like, and you get money, i.e. a dividend when they win games, and you can trade uh, those shares of teams and buy other ones when you see opportunity. So go use promo code uh, forecast and create your free account and then get a free stock valued at $150 um, with the promo code forecast. So very good opportunity for you. Um, Probably a little easier than uh, going to the stock market right now. Although Always buy the dip. Remember that. Lock of the week: Where where do you feel we best compliment Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns?
1: Okay, um, like I said, my favorite is San Fran minus two and a half, teased with New Orleans plus eight and a half.
0: I liked, I like that. I will say that the first one that you mentioned. Arizona getting five and a half against yeah, that one's a good one. Our Vegas Raiders also really resonates with me. Should really we just run it
1: up and have two in, in addition to Pat?
0: I mean, why not? You only live once.
1: No, that's right.
0: You only live once. All right, there it is. Bucks, uh, sorry, Saints plus eight and a half at home against the Bucks teased with our San Francisco fighting. Trey area Lance 49ers and the Arizona Cardinals and the fighting Kyler Murray's plus five and a half on the road against Derek Carr's five turner worthy play Las Vegas Raiders revenge game for uh, Chandler Jones here, by the way, um, those feel good. By the way, go to PFF.com. Lots slash. of
1: injuries for the box this week. Lots of injuries for the box.
0: Yeah, that's right. They are banged up in addition to Julio Jones just being eternally banged up. Um, Mike Evans, questionable with a leg, Tristan Wirfs, torso is questionable, Um, Godwin obviously hurt himself, Leonard Fournette, also questionable, Um, and by the way, you can see all those injuries and their grades of those players on pff.com slash green line, I believe is what the URL is, but anyways, go to pff.com, find the green line tool, and you can see all those. Um, That was our show, Um, efficient, well run. Great offense, kind of like the Chiefs, you know, um, probably the eighth best uh, quarterback by the eighth best podcast hosting duo in, in football, would you say?
1: Look, I, I was, um, I, you know, I, I was I was thinking of powers of two, though. So they third.
0: Mm. Okay. Okay. Third. Yeah, that's fair. Two to the power
1: of three. Yeah, by it was the way, I was... two, on the log two scale. I so,
0: just... you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I was reading, I don't get a chance to consume a lot of you know, other good content out there. And I happened, someone shared with me, actually Ben Brown, our friend, uh, shared with me, um, some content that he was consuming, um, uh, called in predict, uh, by a guy named At in predict, uh, Mike Bowie, I believe is his name. Um, and he wrote something on the tension It was called the tension index and tension index is basically like how, you know, how tense is this game? And, uh, the, it's, the way that he measures it is using something called information theory, which uh, looks at the information that is conveyed in a message, which is inversely proportional to the chances of that uh, message being wrong. Um, uh, or sorry, yeah, yeah, the message being wrong. So like, if something is not gonna, if if you get a message and like the chance is that it's wrong, then like the tension is high because like man, like what, what's going to happen. And that's kind of true about a game, right? If you say like, oh, this team is going to win, but their chances are really 50, 50. There's a lot of, you know, information that, um, you're not getting from that message. And the way that you model that is with log base two. And, uh, so I was refreshing my memory on, I was in a plane reading it, like sketching out, you know, a negative log base two of X or whatever. Um, yeah. I must've looked like a complete moron.
1: Yeah. The, the entropy equations are great. We've used, uh, Arjun has used them a little bit in terms of like predictability of coverage, but it's absolutely the one thing that uh, not to give away, but like the one thing I, I had always thought was, you know, there was different in you, you could measure a play by the amount of information it gives you. So if you're an offensive lineman, like a, a bubble screen to the wide receiver is like no information about how good that player is versus like a third and 10 type of thing. Um, that that would be also kind of sweet i think but um but obviously you know that it, it might take a little bit of time to yeah, flush out that'd but... be
0: sweet name that movie hopefully oh, the printing yeah. hopefully the printing press is wedding familiar Crash. that that is from wedding crashers i mean that the only thing that's spent more airtime on this podcast than you and i has been the dulcet tones of wedding crashers quotes um yep. which uh, which permeate these airwaves Thank you for listening to our podcast. Um, We hope that you come back and join us on Sunday night, by the way, encourage you to share this podcast, get your friends listening to it. Um, I think it's fun to guess uh, the game lines with friends to pick games with friends. Obviously that's why you and I do this and um, you should do it with your friends too, and get them listening to the podcast and guessing the lines as well. Give us a little five-star review on, uh, on Apple uh, or wherever you get your podcasts and Go download the PFF app so you can follow along with us throughout the week. Give that a little five star review. I am looking, I am checking the reviews. If there are any good takes from members of the printing press, they will be read on Sunday night. So go make some good, funny reviews, some takes, and uh, we will shout you out on this podcast on Sunday night. Enjoy the game, Floyd. Love you all. Peace.